Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Parenting Hour. You're tuned in to Unity FM 93.5 here in Birmingham, the heart of the city, and 105.1 down in Luton and down south. Thank you for tuning in this evening to another show, inshallah, another very, very interesting, very informative show, something that everybody should know about. Um, my name is Kathleen, and of course, I'm here with you for the next hour. And with me in the studio on this informative show, talking about health lifestyles, in particularly about cancers and information which all should know, I have Dr. Osman and Dr. Asfia. As this is a sensitive topic, it may not be suitable for children. So you're advised uh, before we start the show that there is some terms that will be used and you need to be aware of this, parents, if you want to turn it off in the presence of children. Assalamu alaikum, welcome. Wa alaikum, Wa alaikum salam. salam. Yes, good having you both here in the studio, mashallah. I've got two lovely experts here that are GPs in their own right, working in the NHS, but also do a lot of voluntary and other things as well, which I'm hoping that, uh, Dr. Osman, you'll be able to tell us a little bit about that as well. All the other things that you do, I know you're very busy and full into other things. Actually, last night I was ha- chatting to you and you were off down to Worcester as part of your GP. I don't know where you, yeah. you get time to do everything and tra- <laughs> and all these travel scene patients and do then do all this voluntary work as well that you do. Alhamdulillah. I think uh, if you do things that you're passionate about, it doesn't feel like work. So it, that's so true, isn't it? That um, and I often think that actually when I've delivered some parenting courses, that when you, you come out of it enjoying and seeing people learning and thinking and putting into practice, you think, "Was this really work?" You know, exactly. that it's it's so nice. You just feel that you are really just talking, just here like the radio. Is exactly. this really work? You're you're <laughs> you're really only having a discussion, but at the same time we are giving out a lot of valuable information there, and we would like people to to ring the studio if they had questions. I know this is maybe not a time today to be able to talk to you personally, but if they do, the studio managers will take their names and numbers, and the number to ring is oh one two one double seven two double eight nine two. I'm sure you know this already, listeners. And if you want to email, it is info at unityfm.net and if you do have questions and I know some of you do ring the studio with queries maybe not even immediately it's weeks later we will take your number and messages and if the kind doctors are willing to answer queries that they haven't already addressed today we will ask them to to answer them if that's okay with you inshallah if people are worried but don't want to talk directly but maybe want some sort of a, a private conversation inshallah so both of you are GPs. How long have you been GPs, mashallah? So I'm actually um, quite new. I mm-hmm. only qualified as a GP a few months ago. Oh, mashallah. Congratulations. Been, thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> I've been there keeping busy. Mashallah. So I'm the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> I've been a GP <coughs> for, well, I've been a doctor for over 20 years. Mashallah. And half that time I spent in hospital medicine and the other half in general practice, mm-hmm. which I'm very proud and humbled to be part of, mashallah. Mashallah. It is a humbling position, isn't it? When you think that people put their trust in you and people get so worried sometimes about their own health. Mm. And because of that worry or because of what relatives are saying, might not even come to a GP, may take months to come to see you about something. And then when they do come, you kind of have to, it's not always they come out straight away, what the problem is. You kind of have to try and manoeuvre yourself and try and get all that information to make a diagnosis it's difficult absolutely and Mm -hmm. you know we only have few minutes that we're given in the nhs and Mm -hmm. so 
It is a skill actually to be able to do that and to be able to communicate in a way mm. that you know patients find understanding. Mm. So valuable, valuable to have you both here, mashallah, and to have uh, great NHS services. And today, in particular, we we wanted to kind of focus on cancers because we have touched on this a bit before, but we've. Um, touched on different types of cancers and I know it's always been popular but we want to do a kind of a holistic approach today of cancers and and I'm hoping inshallah over the next couple of months that you'll come back again and we'll do some more detailed work inshallah lovely smiles there for me both I thank you I know I didn't ask you for this but uh, inshallah you will and do some more Pacific cancer so that people can um, get that information and understand what it is and understand and pass it on to others. You know, if people are complaining about something or people that they be able to actually give the right information. It's just so hard to get the right information across to to our communities, inshallah. So when we're talking about cancers, do we have a definition? What is a cancer? Do we know what it is? So when it comes to cancer, if you were to Google what mm-hmm. is cancer you'd find a million and one different definitions mm-hmm. um, and a lot of the times it can get quite complicated especially if it's uh, you know somebody who has a family member who's worried and they just don't really understand what's being explained so I think the, m- the simplest way to explain what cancer is is our bodies are made up of lots of different cells mm-hmm. just like a house is made up of lots of different bricks mm-hmm. and Cancer is when a certain group of cells in your body, so there's lots of different types. So imagine you had a house, there's sometimes red bricks, yellow bricks, different Mm colour bricks. One of the groups of cells starts dividing uncontrollably and Mm -hmm. growing uncontrollably. That's the first part of cancer. Mm -hmm. And then the second part is when those cells start moving to other parts of the body. So invading Mm -hmm. other areas. Mm and simply put that is cancer so it's a group of cells that are dividing uncontrollably and moving to invade other parts of the body and this can cause all sorts of problems depending on where where the cancer is and was this is this something new kind of in in modern day medicine that we because we hear a lot about cancers or was this always there and it's just with our technology now and the what we have our professionals like yourself and people able to find out things that we actually know about more about cancers I think there's always been an understanding of these types of illnesses. Even if you look through a history of medicine, you will find a description of things like tumours. You know, even these words, they don't come originally from English. Mm. Uh, A tumour just means a lump. And usually a tumour is just a collection of overgrown cells. Yeah. Um, So there's always been descriptions throughout history of certain illnesses that have occurred and they were just given different names or described differently or thought to be caused by different things. But if you match the descriptions of uh, the illnesses that were given by the physicians of the times to today, mm-hmm. it does match with things like cancer. Ah, oh, mm. so it is something's been there for a, a, a long time then, but we, we're only getting to know more about it, I suppose, as, as technology, as equipment, as yeah. professionals. And the other thing is that we do know that... <coughs> cancer is more prevalent in the older age groups so now that we are living longer we are finding that more people one are living with cancer and it's becoming more prevalent because people are living for longer as it is so 
Um, you know, so now one in two people will be affected by cancer, so it is wow, quite prevalent. One in now. two, subhanAllah, that's yeah. a huge statistic. Yeah. It's some stage in their life, is it's it? It's some stage in their life, yeah. But not that it's all to be worrying about because there are different stages of cancer, there yeah. are different grades, the different types of cancers. Um, and you can also hear the word tumour and it doesn't have to be cancerous, so it can be what we call benign or an innocent tumour. So. We mustn't get worried just at the thought of a lump or a tumour, the words, Mm -hmm. but we need to really understand, you know, what type of cancer it is and also to realise that there are a lot more treatments now, there's even cures, you know, Mm -hmm. so the earlier you can catch something, you can actually make a really huge difference Mm -hmm. and actually eradicate it. So these are new... That's really good, isn't it, actually? Because when you mention the word cancer, it's like the big C. Everybody thinks the, that's it, you mm. know, that's that the end stage of whatever it is. And people don't probably don't hear a lot of patients. I'm sure you probably have given that information to a lot of patients. And you wonder how much do they absorb after you mention the word cancer? Do, is it, it could be that, it, as you say, it is a, mm. not cancer. It could be a tumour or it could be stage one or something. And yeah. they already have yeah, absolutely. imagined something different. Yeah. Or it could be precancerous at the stage before it, mm-hmm. which is why it's so important to, you know, educate and to share our learning and mm-hmm. to share our education with other people. And we do share it with patients. We'll give them information on it so that they can go away and absorb it and come back to us and not worry. Because mm-hmm. a, a lot of the issues around cancer are actually the anxieties about it. So something may not even happen or there may not be a complication and mm-hmm. people are already worrying about what the future may hold. Mm-hmm. So it's important to have knowledge. Great. And to communicate. Yeah. Well, it's just powerful, uh, as I say, mashallah. And it's something as Muslims we should all be doing, actually. We know we should be gaining our own knowledge every day. We should be gaining knowledge, in, inshallah. Cancer, do you know how many different types is there? Are we do, uh, we talking about um, a few dozen? Are we talking about hundreds? Are we talking, where are we going with that? So we're, we're talking hundreds. Hmm. So, so there's, there's over 200 different types of cancer. Um, but there's a few types of cancer which we all have heard about compared to the more rare types of cancer. Mm-hmm. So the most common is lung cancer and then bowel cancer, stomach, liver, breast cancer and in men uh, prostate cancer. So these are the types of cancer we often hear about but there are more rare types of, of cancer as well. Mm-hmm. And is there any, I'm not probably, you're probably going to say to me straight away, what kind of question is this? But any one sign that kind of is across the board or has each one of them got their own specific symptoms that people would have? So are they all very different? Is, or is there any one thing that people could say, yeah, that, that's a sign that I'm, I'm not feeling quite right or I need to go to a doctor or this is... Yeah, well, because there are so many, that is a very difficult question <laughs> Sister Kathleen, as you know, but I would say if there was unexplained weight loss that would probably, would you agree, yeah, Dr. Osman, that, that yeah. would go across the board mm-hmm. and that would be a worrying thing and it may not mean it's cancer, but mm-hmm. it's something that does need to be investigated by a doctor and assessed by a doctor, but Apart from that, there are other sort of nebulous symptoms like unexplained tiredness and things. But of course, all these things have lots of other very innocent causes as well. Mm-hmm. But if there were a few symptoms that were worrying and over a, a persistent period of time, then I would be concerned. Mm-hmm. And then with each of the cancers, they have their own specific symptoms as well. And you may have seen that 
there's lots of media awareness about these things so you'll see posters you know talking about the risk factors and talking about what we call red flag symptoms so mm-hmm. worrying alarm bell symptoms so for example acid reflux that has gone on for too long despite treatment something like that so there are posters saying you know you do need to contact a medical professional if you're having this mm. and people may put that down to eating spicy food or their diet or something like that yeah. rather than going and see somebody yeah absolutely in the majority mm. of cases it is something completely innocent mm. that we can deal with the root causes of mm. we can um, help with lifestyle and we can mm. make a big difference too but if we have made all these efforts mm. and there's still symptoms mm. then that does need to be addressed and that's probably in a way it's a bit easier to talk about that um, if you've got acid reflux but some of the cancers you know specifically to females and males it may be quite harder for them to build up the courage to come forward to ask about something or some help even to go for their smears we had a few weeks ago a a caller in that was wondering do I need a smear or not the letter came through but I really don't want to go for it Mm. um, because I I feel it's uh, humiliating going for it what advice would you give to others that would be listening in that might have the same come across the same thing yeah well I would say because you know the three screening programs we've got they're all quite I would say intimate but quite easily done and take very few minutes to do. Um, And the majority of the population who are called for it, they do go to it. And it can make a very big difference because what we're trying to do is catch the cancer early or in its pre-cancerous state, which is much better for everybody in the long run and it avoids complications and needing really strong treatments later if we find it later. So, you know, some of the women's health cancers for example breast cancer cervical cancer ovarian cancer um, these can have symptoms that are to do with um, sort of the menstrual cycle bleeding at the wrong time pain um, you know lumps in the breast uh, but then with ovarian cancer some cancers are very difficult to pick up Mm-hmm. So they could just have an increase in the sort of size of your stomach for no reason. So it's sort of kind of like a bloating or you're just tired. Um, so you may not think that is anything, but if it's happening and you're worried, you do need to see a doctor about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so important because some of our sisters out there, you know, do keep putting it off. They've, they've come true. They think, OK, I'm, I'm not married and these messages are coming across. Oh, I don't really need it. But as you mentioned earlier on, one in two people suffer from cancer. So it is important that they go even whether they're married or not married. Once the letter comes in to the post that they should be making these um, appointments and going to see their doctors. Yes. Yeah. And it is, it is uh, as you say, you're, you're talking, you've got a lovely sweet voice there. Wouldn't you? Anybody love to go to you and, and calm him down? I would fall asleep, I think, if I come <laughs> to you. I'd feel so calm, mashallah. So I think it, 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 there is methods there of calming down people with information. As a female there, you make the person feel relaxed. It, yeah, it only takes a few minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And... Um, uh, my husband's also a doctor and mm. I work with him and so mm. our patients you know have a choice of seeing a male or a female doctor mm. um, and they all say to me actually my husband's quite you know anxiety relieving in his, his he has his own style mm-hmm. 
And I think a lot of patients do actually feedback to us to say just having seen us and talked about it made a big difference. Mm. And, you know, halved, if not more, their anxieties around the topic Mm -hmm. and what could be, what should be. So Mm -hmm. it it is good if you are worried. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and, uh, just before we move to other cancers, just staying with the females for a little bit, we have the, the vital smear tests that come up regularly and people should go for them. What can people be doing for the breast cancers at home that they need to know and how do they learn about examinations, self-examinations, etc.? Yes, so if there's any family history, then I think, which means that, you know, someone close to you and a relative has had breast cancer diagnosed, then it's even more important Mm -hmm. to do things like self-checks and to attend screening programs, but also just to see the doctor to say that, you know, I've got it in the family history, what do I need to do? Uh, There is a genetic clinic at the Birmingham Women's Hospital where you can self-refer online. There's also very good online uh, resources to help you know how to self-examine and what to look for and when to go to the doctor and how to self-care and how to prevent things like cancer. So Cancer Research UK, that's a very good one. There's NHS uk just the website with lots of patient information so i would recommend that mm-hmm. i i know we have put on some workshops um, i'm not sure if you've, you've done this in your voluntary work also but we put on some workshops to bring people in to show them actually how to breast examine and what to do and how you need to do that and what kind of brassieres they should be wearing and the different types and that is has been very useful people have really uh, said that this is a lot of good knowledge that they've got they haven't had this before things that you would have thought people would have learned through school through education yeah are not learning it or they're skipping it somewhere if they haven't had this uh, yeah. education no absolutely I, I wish they did do more things like this in schools i have three children myself and i mm. think it is so important you know to put this kind of thing into the curriculum mm-hmm. and and self-care and lifestyle medicine and how to use the nhs appropriately and you know what to look for what are worrying signs i think these things are all very important it's a very good idea Kathleen. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah and also things uh, in terms of breast cancers there's also protective things such as breastfeeding mm-hmm. that has been shown to be uh, protective and of course that is also mentioned in the quran Mm-hmm. Yeah, mashallah, I'm sure you know the mm-hmm. ayah there. That I can't remember off the top of my head. Of course, but, yeah, of course yes, it is, it is yeah. there. Then we, we actually pr- say it in our courses as well and try mm-hmm. and promote that. So, because it's not just the correct nutrients and all the preventative things, as you're saying, but it's the correct mm-hmm. temperature and mm-hmm. antibodies. And then if we talk about psychologically, the connection and the brain development, there's so much Absolutely, there. Yeah, yeah we, we love promoting breastfeeding in these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but actually, even though it is mentioned in the Quran, I don't know how many times I've come across people that have misconceptions about it completely Mm. and don't understand that the importance of breastfeeding coming from a cultural perspective. I hope it's changing now because I I think a lot of work I've gone into in the last couple of years, um, even since we start, since I started doing the radio show, I've seen a difference in people's perceptions and understanding of the importance of it. But there is that odd person you come across and think oh dear I wish I could have been there to give them that information or yeah. they, they didn't have that information mm. 
How can we be better? I wonder. (laughs) I think it's, you know, doing things like this, communicating, educating, you know, and talking about these issues. And some of them are, you know, difficult to talk about. Mm -hmm. But I think it's so important for the general health Mm -hmm. of the nation, really. Mm -hmm. Um, But also to realise that when we talk about things that are protective, you know, nothing is 100% protective. Mm -hmm. But when we also talk about risk factors you know it's not to say you're definitely going to get it it just Mm. increases your risk factor so just to have that sense of balance when we're talking about things like this Mm -hmm. that can also just relieve anxieties about it so that Mm. I mean I don't want everyone to come to see their GP tomorrow because they're worried about you know what they've heard on Mm -hmm. this show it's just to raise awareness of these Mm -hmm. things definitely and go for those tests so as um, mammographies that screening. screening that comes out that you're sent as well in the post that That's everybody right. is sent and it's important yeah. to to go for it and have yeah. it done. These yeah. are national screening programs mm. from the NHS and mm-hmm. you know alhamdulillah it's, it's a very noble thing that they do mm. and um, you know Osman often says that it's sort of based in Islam really even the whole sort of the welfare state the the idea of the NHS and you know, we need to start thinking about taking responsibility for our health and what we can do for the NHS because it's there for us at all times, mm-hmm. cradle to grave. Mm-hmm. And we need to make NHS pledges. So what can we do mm-hmm. to help ourselves mm-hmm. help the NHS in the long run? Good. Great. And uh, as you say, there's a lot there for women that can access. For men, do men have the same kind of preconceptions about their health as well, especially when it comes to cancer? And do... Or is it easier for men uh, to come forward? I would actually argue that it's probably harder for men. Really? Um, and and the, there's two reasons for that, really. The first reason is because of the traditional image of a man being somebody who just gets on with it and, you know, doesn't really worry about things. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes men don't want to... Uh, break that perception Mm -hmm. so if they're worried about a particular symptom or something going on especially if it's something you know a bit what they consider embarrassing Mm -hmm. they might hesitate or ignore it Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of the patients that I've had come in and uh, who've had serious symptoms uh, have often joked at the start and said you know I wasn't going to come in doctor you know my wife asked me to come in mm, yeah. I'm sure <laughs> you, you heard it. Yeah, exactly. and thank God for the wives mashallah <laughs> 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 well done women mashallah <laughs> so, so I think that's one, one big element and I think mm. the second is th- there's been some amazing campaigns uh, to bring the conversation forward when it comes to things like breast cancer cervical cancer mm. which you know 20-30 years ago uh, these things were also you know something that couldn't be spoken about mm-hmm. as, as confidently in the mm-hmm. public you know mm-hmm. uh, and and I think sometimes, especially in, in, in the Muslim community, sometimes, you know, Alhamdulillah, Islam is a very dignified religion and people confuse dignity uh, with uh, with these sorts of issues. They think it's it's shame, shameful, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. not. Yeah. It's, it's actually a responsibility. Like mm-hmm. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, so. may Allah bless the Ansari women because mm-hmm. they didn't shy away from asking questions and therefore learned their religion or Kamaqad. And uh, they asked about, you know, questions regarding the menstrual cycle mm. and, and what is going to that. They asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he was the most, you know, honourable of men. Mm-hmm. And they were the most dignified of women. Mm-hmm. And if they could ask this question to a man, it, it really, you know, we should really reflect mm-hmm. about our approach when mm-hmm. it comes to 
to uh, to asking these questions. So coming back to what you were saying, mm-hmm. when it comes to men, I think that that's one big element, you know, the bravado, macho mm-hmm. element, and also the the awareness hasn't been raised to that degree as it has mm-hmm. in women. Like mm-hmm. if I was to start speaking about, you know, testicular cancer, mm-hmm. looking for testicle lumps, mm-hmm. prostate cancer, mm-hmm. which can include problems with, you know, erectile dysfunction mm-hmm. and these sorts of things. People still feel a little bit, little bit uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but they feel okay listening to problems about breast lumps. Mm-hmm. So I think those conversations, once they had more, mm-hmm. we'll get to the stage where we are with 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 um, you know with with the female cancers. And there's still a long way to go there. Mm-hmm. I'm not denying mm-hmm. that, but but I think there's a longer way to go when it comes to the the cancers that I find in men. And is that men in general? Would you think, or is that Muslim men more? I I know you said we are very conservative in our faith, yeah. but in a way, nearly, it reminds me of my upbringing and kind of men were very, very I similar to what you were saying. Macho yeah. men, you know, yeah. don't... I think it's men in general, mm-hmm. men in general. Mm-hmm. But I think also because some of the problems, uh, you know, for example, we're talking about penile cancer mm-hmm. or prostate cancer and some of the symptoms you're having, sometimes men start getting concerned that they might be labelled, you know, as promiscuous or this relates. And mm-hmm. this was one of the problems that came mm-hmm. forward with cervical cancer like you mentioned the Mm -hmm. woman that you spoke about um you know said i'm not married i don't need to get that done and because a lot of people are so like there's a higher risk if you have Mm -hmm. more partners of having Mm -hmm. cervical cancer but you Mm -hmm. could have no partners and still have cervical Mm -hmm. cancer Mm -hmm. it's just a risk it's Mm -hmm. not an association Mm -hmm. so people start developing these sorts of misconceptions about these cancers and if somebody has this cancer or if you know, somebody's getting tested for this cancer, is there something else going on? And I think these are important misconceptions that once they're clarified, it breaks that barrier down and more men will will get out there and and see their GP if they have these sorts of problems. Inshallah, and I hope that's what we're doing today indeed uh, as we are talking about cancer in a very open way here in the programme. Uh, listeners, you you may have heard us talking about a lot of parts of the body, anatomies that um, you may be a bit surprised about in this show on Parenting Hour, but it is important that we do get those conversations out there. Um, you may want to, um, in the second half of the show, be aware that we're going to talk a bit more about that if you've got children and you're not prepared to answer some questions that might come out of this show. Uh, please put them into another room or whatever but please don't turn off the radio try and get this information for yourself so that you can pass it on to others we're coming up to a commercial break now but we'll come back after the commercial break to talk more again and more in detail about um, different cancers inshallah and the information we should have do tune in to us in a few minutes assalamu alaikum